Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. For more information about us, please go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. You know, today, um, you know, this is for me being able to talk about the wide range of things that I get to talk about. Uh, it's really a blessing. And I want to say that this show right here now, what we're about to talk about is for more than for more people than not, how to go about and what to do to address our national drug epidemic and the stigma associated with drug addiction. It continues to create barriers. And the barriers that it creates get in the way of what we know to be a solution. But Brittany Ringerson is joining me here today, somebody that knows how to remove those barriers to create hope and to help. And let me let me just say this. How do I know that? Because as the CEO of a high quality, comprehensive and cutting edge addiction treatment facility in South Florida, she has gotten to be at the place where she sees hope turn into resolution. And this is what today's show is about. What is it about her that got her moving in this direction and to look at what is needed for recovery, whether it's her certified addiction professional uh, um, uh, credentials or her pure experience and learning what works and what doesn't. Today, we're going to hear about her unique approach, and we're going to talk about this catch-22 that we seem to be in right now. But here she is looking at addiction, mental health issues, and what she's doing at Lighthouse Recovery Institute to create success. Brittany, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. Okay, so, so oh my gosh, yeah, it's an honor. Um, Headlines, 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 opioid, 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 opioid. And if you ask the average person, Brittany, do you know what people mean in the headlines, what the president means by a health emergency when we say the word opioid? Do you know what that is? 99.9% of the people think they know what that is, and the rest of them are not clear. Let's talk about what opioid crisis means and what the real crisis is. From your perspective, why do we have such a gap 
between understanding drug addiction and now referring to it as an opioid crisis? <laughs> I think I think that there are so many layers to that particular question. Yeah. Um, first, um, I think that we have a country based on prescribing. I think that unfortunately, doctors were placed in a position many, many years ago where they were incentivized by these pharmaceutical companies to kind of push these new opioids for various reasons. Um, and, you know, it kind of set the tone for this cosmic shift, right? We can, we can look back and kind of see where this epidemic started to take place. Um, so, you know, here we have these doctors who are used to prescribing medications who are not always required to continue education. Um, who are not mm-hmm. always required to learn about the contemporary um, ideology of drug addiction as the years go on and um, as you know the millennials grow up and these new generations kind of thrive and cultivate on on what's happening. Um, I think that the, the pharmaceutical companies are, are not as regulated as they proclaim to be um, with with these particular substances. Um, and I think that there's also a huge disconnect for families and, and you know, as you kind of mentioned a little, a little earlier, um, on what to do when they suspect, you know, a, a child, because it tends to start off younger and younger these days, um, either using or exploring, you know, a drug use or illicit drug use, um, how to confront it, what to do, um, and the difference between um, recreational use or... Um, is this drug abuse, misuse, or drug addiction? So, yeah. you know, there's so many barriers that combine together. They just created this perfect storm for what has created this, this epidemic. Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk for a minute because many people are thinking to themselves, well, wait a minute, what are we talking about? You know, what's lumped into this phrase? The bottom line is that what we're talking about today and what you address is for whatever reason, there is a a certain um, level of our population that is addicted. And let's just call it that for a moment. And we're going to we're going to talk more about what that means. But whether it is opioid, a pill or it is a form of heroin or a form of something, there is an addiction crisis in our country. And and many folks are saying, well, I don't even understand how that could be. I mean, my gosh, you go to the doctor, you get the pill, you get a prescription, that's the end of it. How do we, how do people actually take more than what they get? And I think this is the conundrum for people. It's that we don't understand the cycle, right? You're absolutely right. Um, you know, what's it's kind of a, a similar story um, to kind of put, put these things into context. Uh, recently, um, a close friend of mine, uh, her dog was diagnosed with this rare disorder um, and put on all of these steroids. And, you know, she's been, you know, watching the dog and doing these blood transfusions with the dog and the dog's on its last leg and, you know, going through this, this pretty, you know, traumatic process and is, is doing her own research and realizes that, you know, there's this possibility that the dog could die suddenly from an aneurysm unless it's on some type of blood thinner. 
So she brings it up to the vet who says, you know, I, I'm not aware of that. Let me kind of reach back to my internist and kind of see. Um, lo and behold, oh, my goodness, you're absolutely correct. Um, you should be on that immediately. Let's do that today. And, and the case in point to, to that story is the fact that, you know, the general public should take more accountability um, for their medical treatment. They, they really should, in this day and age, be more involved and ask more questions. The parents should be more involved in, you know, when doctors are prescribing these illicit substances, you know, early on, even if it's for ADHD, you know, which are, you know, the, the ritalins of these, the world and stimulants at a very early age, when we have the research that shows, you know, what this leads to quite often later on in life. So the more involved that we can be, the more accountability that we can have and the more questions that we can ask the physician, um, you know, the better off we're, we're going to be to learn about the potential of abuse, the potential side effects, and if there's any other alternatives that can really be put into place um, to help, you know, whatever the underlying issue that needs to be addressed is. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to ask you this, but and and let's spend a few moments on it. You know, I, I mentioned that you are, you're the person behind starting this incredible recovery center. Uh, what was it in your life where you said, look, I got to do something about this. And I've looked around and I see what's not working and I think we could do it better. Absolutely. You know, um, several years ago, um, being in, in South Florida and, and being an individual in long-term recovery, I started to see that women in particular were an underserved population, that um, a lot of the programming that was going on did not address um, a lot of the mental health and dual diagnosis issues that were um, kind of perpetual in that demographic, as far as trauma or sexual trauma, a lot of the family issues, and they were kind of being redirected um, back towards maybe 12-step models. They weren't being addressed in a clinical or evidence-based model to address these issues, which was leading a lot of these women back to, you know, a recidivism to their drug of choice because they were not equipped to handle um, these systemic issues that were the, kind of the start of their youth. Um, so when Lighthouse was formed, it was really to have a kind of three-pronged approach to attack um, and kind of address not only the clinical, but the, the medical and also the social services aspect of an individual to kind of give that comprehensive approach um, that I really, truly felt was, was missing to kind of give a person an avenue to have all of their needs really addressed in an individualized fashion. Yeah, I, I want to talk with you about what it is that you're doing that's different. What is the new narrative on this? What have we learned and what have we not learned? Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Brittany about, look it, here we are, Lighthouse Recovery Institute. What are some of the current trends we're seeing today? How about drug use, age, family involvement? And what is this thing that we call dual diagnosis now? Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We've got lots more to share with you on this. If you have a question for Brittany, 1-800-930-2819. Everybody will be right back.
tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live calling show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit joenuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, You know, today we're talking about, you know, what happens? What is this opioid crisis? What is the national drug epidemic that we're still talking about? What have we learned? And what are some of the innovations that are that are happening at Lighthouse Recovery Institute? Brittany is joining me here today. Brittany, before we uh, go any further, what is the best way for people to find out more about you? And then we'll talk about what this epidemic looks like today. Sure, absolutely. Um, they can visit us at um, lighthouserecoveryinstitute.com. They can call us directly at 561-381-0015 or 
our toll-free number, 844-I-CAN-CHANGE. Awesome. Okay. Has the landscape and the demographic of drug of the drug epidemic changed? You know, in your opinion, are we looking at a different population of people? Um, uh, you know, what has changed? What what is this that we now call a drug epidemic? Who are the people that are affected? You know, I would say that based on my firsthand experience in dealing with the population at Lighthouse Recovery Institute, what I see is the primary demographic is under the age of 28. Um, In that population, most of those are individuals whose primary um, drug of choice, um, their primary drug addiction revolves around opioids. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, Older individuals, maybe over the age of 40, um, tend to struggle more with, um, you know, cocaine and or alcohol substances. Um, but that younger population seems to really be an inherent with the prescription pills, um, the opioids, heroin, fentanyl, um, as mm-hmm. far as what they are struggling with. And, you know, many people are thinking, well, wait a minute, where are they getting them from? As if we have forgotten that there actually is a world of street dealing uh, drugs, right? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they they're getting it on the corner of this, you know, in, in nice neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods. They're getting it out of their medicine cabinet at home. Um, you know, uh, they're. I mean, um, you look at some of these, their their histories on, on some of their treatment episodes and, and where things originally started. And, and, you know, more often than not, their their first um, drug of choice ended up being something that was prescribed by a physician. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is something that is very often prevalent. Mm-hmm. And you go to the doctor, they give you a prescription because, the, you know, let's just be clear here for our doctors. Uh, the law around prescriptions has tightened up significantly. Uh, it used to be that you could get your prescription phoned in. Uh, that is not the case anymore. So things have been done, Brittany, to take care of that aspect of it. Um, but when all is said and done, here you find yourself now needing more. So let's talk about drugs and let's talk about the fact that we're still dealing with the same kind of epidemic that we have 50, 60 years ago, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. What has changed in your opinion that has caused you to change the way that you work with people that, that are really struggling? What are you doing that's different? Well, I think a few things, you know, one, acknowledging the fact that, yes, there has been steps and regulations for physicians to a degree. Um, You know, you even saw the, you know, major news with CBS recently who limited, you know, first time, you know, prescriptions and uh, opioid um, to seven days. Right, so we're seeing somewhat of a shift as far as tightening the 
you know, uh, 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 tightening what, what they're willing to, to, you know, allow. But yeah. at the same time, at that point in an individual where if it's already a problem, it's already too late, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. as far as talking about prevention, that's almost left out of the dialogue completely. You know, now the person, you know, already on the substance or, or seeking the substance or in need of the substance, um, and, you know, it's been taken away or regulated um, where they can no longer get these prescription pills, which is why they're turning to the street and they're ending up on these, you know, the, the fentanyl, the carfentanil, and heroin, so on and so forth, which is what's causing, you know, massive overdoses. Um, as far as, you know, what is our philosophy on how to treat a patient mm-hmm. is, you know, one, looking at that whole individual, because everybody is different. You know, yeah. we are personally a, a smaller agency. So yeah. what that allows us to do is really look at what has worked in the past for this individual and what has not worked, because it, it, for us, we don't believe that a cookie-cutter, so to speak, approach works for everybody. Um, neither does one clinical modality or, or one therapeutic technique work for everybody. Um, also, we are firm believers in the family approach, meaning that you know we kind of say this all the time, that the family is the patient and the patient is the family. Yeah. And what we, we mean by that is it's important... Um, to understand that, you know, and I keep talking about patients, you know, but again, our primary demographic for this epidemic, which is what we're talking about, is under the age of 28. So, you know, there, a lot of times the the main family involved is parents. And, you know, it's important to understand that, you know, children are not hatched, right, from an egg, right? They're born and bred in an environment so it's important to understand the family system, and it's important to understand that when an individual finishes treatment, um, that A, treatment is not a cure, it's not going to cure drug addiction. Um, these behaviors have been evident for a long time before that individual walked into our doors. This is a process. Um, but B, to make sure that we're putting everybody in a position to be successful when they walk out. So everyone needs to... Um, be held to um, a certain standard of communication and um, behavior changes and perception and, you know, working on a lot of underlying issues that have been in that family system if we really want that long-term success. Um, If we are unable to accomplish that, it becomes very problematic for that individual to have long-term success. And and that is just a a case that is proven over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, You know, there is a conversation now and, you know, for many of the, the, the people that I know that are working so hard, just like you are, you and your team to really save lives, because this is really the, the conversation we're talking about. Uh, an epidemic, but we're really talking about saving lives. And it doesn't it require um, a different perspective in what this journey is like now, because there's still the stigma attached to it. And uh, whether it's a substance use or a mental health, we still have this stigma, even though now we're seeing celebrities come out and people talk about it, 
We don't think it's us. We don't think it's our backyard. But this is not the same demographic that it was in the 60s and the 50s. This is everybody's backyard possibility, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I'm hard-pressed to believe that, you know, every family in America is not in some way, shape, or form affected by drug and alcohol, you know, abuse or addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and difficult when, you know, it's not hard to wrap your head around the years of chemical dependency and and putting, you know, various substances in your body on a daily basis to regulate your emotions and or mood can somehow have an impact on your body and your brain and cognitive functioning. So, you know, after a while of that, of creating major ups and downs, you could very well have a chemical imbalance. Now, whether you initially were, you know, had a chemical imbalance or had a, you know, a diagnosis of, you know, um, bipolar or, or clinical depression or anxiety prior to the, the drug and alcohol use or of years of, of, of abuse of these substances, you know, sometimes a physician needs to introduce some type of psychotropic into your medication mm-hmm. um, regimen while you are in treatment to help kind of stabilize you. Um, you know, sometimes patients would, you know, so much rather um, be identified as a, you know, a heroin addict than yeah. say, I have clinical depression. And, you know, you have to kind of take a step back and say, wow, that's, you know, really such a bold statement in, in this day and age to, to say that, you know, instead of, you know, understanding these things that you've been doing and how these things are possible and what's going on um, and, and why they are what they are, um, you know, you would, you would rather have this than, you know, accept, accept what, what is going on with you right now. And, you know, so even with the patients themselves, they, they have a, a stigma and, and they fight some of these things tooth and nail, um, never mind, you know, society as a whole. Um, and, you know, you brought up a great point with the celebrities, but, you know, how many times do you hear good news about celebrities, you know, um, you know, overcoming drug and alcohol addiction? Right. You, know, you, hear, you hear the Lindsay Lohan stories about, you know, in and out of rehab or, you know, she makes a, a maybe a joke of it um, on Saturday Night Live or something. But, you know, these, these positive affirmation stories are, are far and few in between. Um, you know, when, when these celebrities die of drug overdoses, they're, they're everywhere for months. Um, but we, we don't hear these powerful recovery-based stories, these, these positive stories that show these role model figures, you know, overcoming these, these obstacles and, and how they did it and why they did it. Um, those, are, those don't get the spotlight attention. So, you know, they have this huge platform of an avenue to do so. Um, why, why don't they do that? You know, why don't they use their voice um, to advocate for those particular struggles? Um, is it because they fear the same stigma that, you know, they see others going through? You know, that it just makes you kind of... Yeah, yeah. I think you're thing. bringing up a really good point because I think many of the people that we know, or maybe maybe we don't know, you know, we don't know the story of a Robert Downey Jr., better known, a.k.a. Iron Man. Uh, right. whose career pretty much was in the, uh, just tanked, or a Zac Efron. I mean, we see that these people are getting off a plane and 
maybe something happened and they went on some retreat uh, and we don't hear very much. And part of the reason is I was listening to a show uh, about a month ago and what they said is because most of the stories in Hollywood, they were saying, are not like those. They're more like the Ben Affleck story or something else that we don't want to talk about. But the point is this, and let's talk about this when we come back. We're all human beings. We're all human beings. And so we need a human plus solution. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Brittany about, you know, what is going on in the world of recovery and what is the status of 12-step programs, at least in our country. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. about the meaning of life? Do you want to deepen your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. The school also organizes group meditations each year to benefit humanity. Whether you're just beginning to reflect on the spiritual side of your life or are a more experienced spiritual seeker, the school warmly welcomes you to join our group. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit esotericstudies.net. That's esotericstudies.net. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. I 
was thinking about the band. I was thinking about the fans. We were underground, loading merch in that 12 passenger van. In a small club in Minnesota. And the snow outside of first half. I just wanted my name in the star. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm so thrilled that Brittany's joining us here today. CEO Lighthouse Recovery Institute. And by the way, let me give you a phone number. If you want to find out more, if you want to get some help, if you know someone that could use some help, 561 381 or toll free 1-844-I-CAN-CHANGE. I got to ask you this, Brittany. Where does your hope lie? Where does your hope lie? Because many people listening today, I don't think they know what it takes emotionally and physically, emotionally or physically to do what you do. I don't think they know everything from the latest uh, headlines. I, I don't even understand the law now. The latest headlines, Kentucky, the latest state to get a waiver on Medicaid. What does that mean? That means that in Kentucky and there, are, I think, a handful, Wisconsin and a bunch of these other places, you, you cannot get the Medicaid unless you have a job. I have never... I, I, I have not heard anything so ridiculous in my life right there when it comes to addiction. People don't know that Medicaid, what is it used for, Brittany, for some people? Medication, primary pays, care physician, yeah, treatment. Yeah, it pays for everything. your treatment. <laughs> oh, God. Everything. Medi- Medicaid pays for treatment. Absolutely. I- you know, How for did me, we get so you brought up a good point. About it, you know, this. when when you see the headlines, when you see, you know, the uh, fire department in Ohio making these outlandish statements that they're only going to Narcan individuals three times, and that's it. When you see coroner offices in in certain counties running out of offices due to the overdoses, when you see insurance companies sliding in certain reasons to deny people or certain levels of care. When, when you see all of these barriers that are constantly being put into place to uh, deter people from getting help when they are finally ready, uh, it can become defeating. When you see the individual lose motivation, when you see their loved ones undermining the process, it, you know, there's a lot of things that prevent things from going the right way, and, and mm-hmm. it's just par for the course. Um, But how do you remain um, hopeful? Um, How do you remain passionate? How do you continue to strive to help the next individual when you have maybe nothing left some days or some weeks? Um, I'll tell you, it is the profound understanding and knowledge that it is possible, that recovery is 100% doable, that the drug addiction that individuals go through, that the sense of um, impending calamity or, or whatever you want to call it, this vicious yeah. cycle that individuals are stuck in is, is absolutely overcomable um, and that these success stories are real and that they are there. That every day we, you know, see the patients progressing, that, you know, every once in a while they, they reach out and, and, you know, we know that they're doing well. Um, and so we see this process able to work and integrate into their lives and what they're able to do with it. And it, and it reinforces that 
you know, one by one, you know, our agency is making a difference and these, these individuals are making a difference. And if we are, then we know agencies all over the country are doing the same. And, you know, so even if one by one that's what we do, then, then that is what we do. And, you know, for me, that that's sometimes enough to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. It is enough to keep going because in in all of what you and I are talking about today, there are people that do recover. Let's talk about that for a minute. Um, the reason that you and I are here today is because we both have stories of this. We both have stories of what it means to come out the other side of this. And I wanted to get your sense of what happens after treatment, because I think this is part of what people don't know enough about. Unless you're Ben Affleck and you're watching the headlines and you hear, oh, Ben's got a sober coach, right? Uh, Most people think, go get it fixed and then live your life. How right or how wrong is that? You know, I think that everybody is different and Mm -hmm. that everybody hits their own bottom where they hit it and accepts the help that they're willing to accept. And I kind of believe that each treatment model is, it has their own, you know, philosophy and and helps a particular kind of patient, right? That just like every place is is not the best fit for, for everyone. Um, so if, if that works for Ben Affleck, then, you know, whatever yep. works for him, um, yep. you know. But for, for individuals who have had multiple treatment episodes, for individuals who continue to struggle, um, for individuals who have this high recidivism rate, um, mm-hmm. the question is, why is that? Why is it that, you know, four, five, six, seven, ten treatment episodes by the time they're 25, um, you have to kind of take a step back and say, well, the system is broken. Um, what can be put into place to really help this indivi- individual achieve long-term success here and really kind of take a, a comprehensive approach here? Um, mm-hmm. You know, for us, we tend to lean more heavily on a, on a longer-term treatment uh, episode, mm-hmm. um, probably nine days. Um, integrate that individual back into work and do some vocational, try to get that life skills back up to where it should be, um, as as well as do some community integration. Um, you know, uh, there are so many different um, 12-step fellowship programs that are in yeah. existence now that you can really find one for anything, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the Alcoholics Anonymous to codependency to trauma to self-harm. Whatever it is that that individual connects with, there's, you know, a, a group of people who can identify with that particular issue that you struggle with and find that peer support, which is really important in, in, in our belief um, and, and in my personal belief, um, to find positive peer role models um, who can continue to hold you accountable, um, you know, post your treatment episode, as well as, you know, have some fun in, in life as well, you know, this this new way of life, so to speak, or, or being sober, um, it's not all about, you know, inward examination 24-7 forever. Um, you know, you live a normal, happy, productive life. Um, and it, it, it also allows you to have, you know, friends and whatever that looks like. 
but having that connection to, you know, this group of individuals who understand where you're coming from, um, I think is, is immensely, uh, immensely important. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm really thrilled that we are talking about the 12-step programs, and let's spend a minute there. Um, for many of you, you're thinking about, I have a family, I have a friend, I don't know what to do. Um, there are hotlines now all over the world. Uh, and for whatever reason, we went through a period, and still, I think, going through a period, where these fellowships have gotten a, a bad rap. And I think that we have to really look at the whole picture. We have to look at all of the different tools and places that are helping in in the drug epidemic. And the and, and by the way, it's drug and alcohol. I mean, we're talking about both, really. Correct. Um, yeah, we we almost would like to forget that alcohol is an issue, don't we? We'd like to forget that. <laughs> Well, they do in the headlines, but it's 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 definitely a, not a non-issue. You know, right. we, we don't get patients that have one you know diagnosis. Um, you know, they're 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 poly substance users, so there's, mm-hmm. there's multiple diagnoses that they're coming in with. You know, even if the primary is opiate, I mean, alcohol, cannabis, you know, cocaine, amphetamine. Or, you know, there's numerous other you know, substances that they're using and, and alcohol is, is prevalent as well. It just might not be the primary. Right. You know, I want to talk about what is it that people can keep their eyes on in terms of what is possible. We're going to take a short break and we come back. We're going to be talking about Lighthouse Recovery Institute. What are its tenets of success? What sets it apart? And what can we learn from them? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. success in putting minds to work. With the Higher Learners Career and Leadership Series, Rudy Racine will help you craft your personal definition of success, offering support and guidance as you move forward towards your goals. Take the leap. With the right mix of focus and motivation, anything can be achieved. Tune in every first and third Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 Eastern, and for more information on Rudy Racine and Higher Learners, visit Rudy's site at higherlearners.com. That's H-I-R-E learners.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. 
Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Who's ready to shine in 2018? Hi, I'm Wendy Rose Williams, certified spiritual teacher, past life regressionist, Reiki master, author, and radio host. Want to bring your unique message on air with me as part of the Transformation Talk Radio Network and Soul Wisdom Radio platform? Call 425-502-0362 or visit wendyrosewilliams.com to learn how you can expand your reach by sponsoring or advertising with Soul Wisdom Radio. Hey, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, I'm so thrilled to be talking with, you know, well, first of all, thrilled to be talking with Brittany, but more importantly, to see what they're doing at Lighthouse. And, you know, we want to make sure that what we cover today is super important as to what you should know. And many of you know you have friends, you have families that are in great need of help. But there are some things to be on the lookout for. Brittany, thank you again. Uh, what's the best way to find out more about you? And let's make sure people have information about your website. Uh, sure, you can come to our website at lighthouserecoveryinstitute.com or give us a call at 561-381-0015 or toll-free at 844 844- I can change. Awesome. Um, now, listen, there have been articles written in Forbes magazine, articles written uh, about uh, the recovery business, let's say. Um, and for the most part, you know, recovery comes from the heart for those people that have started it, you know, such as yourself. But we've learned a ton about what to be on the lookout for and how to best know how to Make sure you're getting to the place you want to get to. Tell us what you've learned about this. Sure. You know, it seems that 
in most individuals um, are, are sitting down at the computer, picking up their mobile device, and jumping on, you know, a search engine and Googling um, in a time of crisis, um, you know, about a drug and alcohol rehab facility um, to, to get into. Um, what is kind of the most important factors people need to be aware of um, when they're researching is, you know, kind of what is the philosophy of the program? You know, what kind of services are they going to be providing? Um, how do they engage the family? Um, you know, what, are, what is the cost? Those types of things. Um, red flags is if they're totally willing to, you know, waive the deductible, the out-of-pocket. Um, you know, if there's no cost, no no discussion of financials. Um, you know, if they're completely willing to, you know, uh, get you on an airplane um, and fly you down and, and no no discussion of, you know, financial hardship, that kind of stuff. Um, if it's too good to be true, um, you know, all signs kind of point to probably, you know, not the best type of program. Um, you want to look at what type of certifications and credentials they have and also the staff. Um, you know, furthermore, um, you know, a lot of times what's happening is there are facilities um, and, and private equity funds that, that are own, you know, multiple facilities that make these directory sites that look as though they rate and review all of these other um, programs. What happens is they're giving their programs these five-star ratings. They're, you know, generating fake reviews, um, and they are creating or scraping the Internet for reviews for these other programs that are not owned by them. Um, it's but so if someone were to Google Lighthouse Recovery Institute, for example, you would land on some of these third-party directory sites. You would think you were calling me, for example, and you would be calling this third party. Um, they would then either send you to one of their facilities or any of the other facilities across the country that they have a contract with. So what happens is, you know, you in a time of crisis totally forget about Lighthouse or any of the other programs that you may have been looking for, um, and you are now being directed to um, a different facility based on a quota as opposed to what might be the best fit for you personally. So it's mm. important that, you know, get to an individual site, you know, take a look at their program, know who you're talking to. If the person that you're talking to is not listed on the website, if you can't see, you know, their credentials and, and know who you're talking to, um, it's probably best to keep it moving, um, you know, we're in the day and age where you, you do have to do your research. I totally understand time is of the essence sometimes, but just like anything else, you know, it took a long time for, for you or for your loved one to be motivated and be willing to take these steps. Much rather it be done right to be effective, to make sure they go to the right program than to jump the gun and potentially put them in, in the wrong program in an uncomfortable position um, or, or, or worse, which, mm -hmm. which are, you know, all too yeah. common situations, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, the advice that you're giving is super important because one of the things that, you know, we don't talk about enough is how do you even begin to find the place that's going to save your life? And you're right. You go on Google. Now you don't even sit at a computer anymore. You're What you're basically doing is you, you have a smartphone in front of you. If you're not doing it, a friend is doing it. Something comes up 
as a search engine and you think, I've got it, I'm home free now. And that's really where you have to you have to think about sort of the the questions and you know asking the questions or take a take a pause and ask yourself wait a minute is this going to get me what i need to to get and so you're you're helping people not just uh in recovery but how do we even make those decisions right absolutely you know a common question is do they stay close to maybe where they live Or do they leave the area, you know, and and even educating individuals of, well, have they been to treatment before and how did that, how did that go? You know, if you have an individual who has been to treatment in, you know, a a 50 mile radius and they've left on their own accord because they've had someone pick them up or can Uber, you know, I think at this point they need to, they need to probably get on a plane distance away. You know, treatment is, is going to be treatment as far as the inpatient goes. So, you know, whether they're in Connecticut or, um, you know, Alaska, essentially, or Florida, it, it doesn't really matter as long as the, the clinical in, intensity of the program is appropriate for that individual. Um, so but you really have to look at, you know, what what has been the success of that person's kind of case history, right? And and what is their lifestyle? If it's an individual who, you know, has children and, and needs to get back to work and, and there's no other way around that, then you know, maybe they are a good candidate for, for staying a couple miles down the road if they only have X amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. so you, those are the types of questions you really have to be honest and thorough about because otherwise it's, it's just going to be another treatment episode and you're going to be doing this process again probably anyway. So if yeah. you're going to do it, my suggestion would be to, to do it correctly and, and put the time and energy maybe even before it's a crisis into the research, um, into the question asking phase, um, into, you know, your due diligence before things kind of come to a, a huge head, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. This hour has gone by so quickly. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, what I would love to do is, uh, please, one more time, please let folks know how to find out more about you. Thank you for all you do. And what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Thank you. Well, one, thank you so much for having me and, and taking the time to kind of share this information with, with your listeners here. I think these things are really important to, you know, share. Um, you know, my, my personal message is to say, you know, to parents that it, it's okay to be a parent. It's okay to be involved. It's okay to ask questions and, and um, we can be supportive and still say the word no. Um, mm-hmm. You can reach us again by calling 561 561- Three eight one zero zero one five or toll free at eight four four I can change or check us out online at lighthouserecoveryinstitute.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. And a lot of information here. There's a lot of help for all of you. Stay tuned. Another hour coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. The audio was via a Skype call.